Morning. We are on Tedzayin Mudbet at the two dots, Mekifin Vakanim. Said in the Mishnah that a caravan can make a mechitza of posts placed less than three tefachim apart in the ground. And Rabbi Yehuda said in the Mishnah that's only for a caravan, but not for someone else. A caravan meaning a group of travelers that got stuck when Shabbos started, uh, or just before Shabbos started, out in the field, and they are making this enclosure. So Rabbi Huda said that type of enclosure of posts in the ground less than three tefachim apart is only good for a caravan and not for an individual. Mara asks, is that so? Is that really what Rabbi Yehuda holds? That it's good for a caravan and it's not good for an individual? But we learned in the Brisa, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, all inferior mechitzos of Shabbos, the word inferior is not there, but Rashi tells us that's what it means. An inferior mechitza is a mechitza that's vertical, but not horizontal, or that's horizontal, but not vertical. So all inferior mechitzos of Shabbos, lohitir liyachid, satayim, are not permitted for an individual if they enclose more than an area of Beitzah time, 5,000 square amos. So it seems that Rabbi Huda would permit an inferior mechitza, even for an individual, not for a caravan, if it encloses less than, than 5,000 square amos. Our answer is, The answer is, like Rav Nachman said, and if you wish, you could say Rav Bibi Barabaye said in another context, the difference is to allow a person as much as he, as much space as he needs. That is, for an individual, an inferior mechitza can enclose up to 5,000 square amos, whereas for a caravan, it can enclose as much space as they need, even more than 5,000 square amos per person. Achanami, here too, litein lahen called tzirkan. Here, too, it's coming to give them all the space that they need. Really, the explanation that I just gave belongs on this last phrase. Hachanami, here, too, by the caravan, it's to give them all that they need, more than 2,000, I'm sorry, more than 5,000. I keep saying two because it's a bait satayim, it's the area needed to plant two seya of wheat, which is 5,000 square amos. So we just quoted an answer that Rav Nachman or Rav Bibi Barabaye gave in a different context. Where was that answer given? It was regarding the following Mishnah. Really the Seifa of our Mishnah. Any Mechitza which is not horizontal and, and vertical, vertical and horizontal, is not a mechitza. Divei Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda, these are the words of Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda. Miyam Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda Hachi, did Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda really say that? Tanya, what we learned in Ebrisa, Echad Yachid, Echad Shayar, Alachavalim, that both an individual and a caravan can use a mechitza made of ropes, that is, ropes placed less than three tvachim apart, up to a height of ten tvachim, but no vertical except Maybe at the corners, there's some vertical posts to hold it up. 
And what's the difference between an individual and a caravan? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda says, An individual gets a Beit Satayim, 5,000 square almos. If it's two people, they also get only Beit Satayim, that is one Beit Satayim, one 5,000 square almos for both of them. Gimel, if there are three of them, Nasu Shayara, they become a caravan, and then they get a Beit Satayim per person, that is six Sayim, or six times 5,000 square almos. I'm sorry, three times 5,000 square almos. Divrei Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda. These are the words of Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda. Both an individual and a caravan get as much as they need. As long as there is not a Beit Satayim empty. Tomorrow we'll define what does it mean to have a Beit Satayim empty. But right now we have a kasha on Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda because in the Mishnah he said that uh, any machitza which is not vertical and horizontal is not a machitza at all. And the Brisa he said that if you make a machitza of just horizontal ropes, uh, it works for an individual and for a caravan. Amrav Nachman, the Itema of Bibi Barabaye, and on that, Rav Nachman, or if you wish, Rav Bibi Barabaye said, Lo that which Rabbi Yossi said in our Mishnah that it's not a machitza at all, he meant it's not a machitza to give them as much as they need, but it is a machitza for uh, up to a Beit Satayim, for one person or two people, and for six Sayim for uh, three people. Mar continues. Darsh Rav Nachman Mishum Rabbeinu Shmuel. Rav Nachman taught in the name of Rabbeinu Shmuel, Yachid notnim lo Beit Satayim, an individual gets a Beit Satayim, Bet notnim lehu Beit Satayim, two people get one Beit Satayim, Shlosha nasu Shiara, if there are three, they become a caravan, notnim lehem Beit Sheish, and they get six Sayim, six times, uh, or three times, five thousand square almost. Mar asked, Shavka Rabbanan Vavadit to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda, are you abandoning the Rabbanan and you're following the opinion of an individual? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda. Hadar Ukim Rav Nachman Amora Alei. Afterwards, Rav Nachman uh, put up an Amora that is a spokesman. Vidarash and he darshan. Varim shamarti lefnichem ta'utein. What I told you before was wrong. Ta'utein biadi. It was a mistake in my hands. It was wrong. Varam kachamru. Rather, this is what they said. Yachid nonim lo beit satayim. An individual gets a Beit Satayim, 5,000 square Amos, Shnaim Nunim Lahem Beit Satayim, two people get also one Beit Satayim, 5,000 square Amos, Shlosha, if there are three, Nasu Sherab Nunim Lahem Kol Tzorkan, if there are three, they become a caravan and they get as much as they need. Turning to Zion and Aleph, Mara asks, Reisha Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda Vesefer Rabbanan? So the Reisha is Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda. He says, uh, a Beit Satayim for one person or two people. The Seifa Rabbanan and the Seifa is Rabbanan, who say that three people get as much as they need, not six Sayim. Mar answers in, yes, because Rabbi Yossi 
Rabbi Yehuda and his father Rabbi Yehuda have the same shita that an individual gets only up to a Beit Satayim, so Rav Nachman Paskin that way. If that is where the Mechitza is not horizontal and vertical. Amarav. Amarav Gidel Amarav. Rav Gidel said that Rav said, Shlosha Pechamesha Serin Vesheva Mutarin. Three people are prohibited in an enclosure which encloses five Seim and are permitted in an enclosure which which encloses seven Seim. So if there are three people in an inferior enclosure that encloses five Seim, they may not carry. And if they're in an inferior enclosure that encloses seven Seim, they may carry. Sounds illogical. Amrulay, Amar Abachi, the center of Giddel, did Rav really say that? Amr Lahu, he said to them, Oraita Nevi'e Upiktive, I swear by the Torah, Nevi'im, and Exuvim, that Rav said that. Amr Ravashi, Ravashi said, My Kasha, what's, what's the difficulty? Why is that hard to understand? Dil Mahachi Kamar, maybe this is what he said. If they need six and they enclose seven, they're permitted because they don't have two vacant. The Chachamim said in the Brisa, you're not allowed to leave two Seim vacant. So if they need six and they close seven, they did not leave two vacant, so it's permitted. If they need only five, they kifu b'sheva and they close seven. Now they have two vacant. So they're prohibited even in the five because it's not, it's an inferior enclosure, which encloses to say him more than necessary, so it's not an enclosure. It sounds from there like the, well, first of all, it sounds from what we've learned so far that the Rabbanan are more lenient than Rabbi Yossi. And also that if the, if you have two say him vacant, that the Rabbanan Say it's no good. So my love Adam. So when the Rabbanan said there should not be two saying vacant, did they not mean vacant from a person? In other words, according to Rabbi Yossi, the Rabbanan are more lenient than Rabbi Yossi, seemingly. According to Rabbi Yossi, the amount of space that's permitted when you have three or more is three times a base sasayim. If you divide the space by the number of people and there's any remainder, it's no good. According to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda. I said Rabbi Yossi. I meant Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda. They're two different people. Uh, according to the Chachamim, if you divide the space that's enclosed by the number of people, it's okay if the remainder is less than a Beit Satayim, less than two Seya. So it seems like it's entirely dependent on the number of people, because the Chachamim seemingly are more lenient than Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, and that's how it would be more lenient. So that's what the Gemara means, My love, Panui Me Adam, does not mean vacant of people. Our answer is low. Panui me kelim. No, it means vacant of kelim. 
In other words, the Chachamim are not necessarily coming to be more lenient than uh, Rabbi Yossi. So, for example, according to Rabbi Yossi, again, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, three people always get six sayin. According to the Chachamim, if three people, for the amount of stuff that they have, only need four sayim, and you enclose six sayim, it would not be good. It would not be a good enclosure. That is the way one of the Achronim, the Taurus Chaim, explains how Rashi is explaining this Gemara. There are other explanations. Itmar. It was said, Shlosha, if there are three people, and one of them died on Shabbos, so they enclosed space for three people and one of them died on Shabbos, or Shnayim, there were two and they enclosed space for two people, and another person came, Actually, the case of two is they, there were two people and they enclosed space for three, and then the third person came on Shabbos. So originally it was not a good machitza, and now it became a good machitza, or possibly became a good machitza when a third person came on Shabbos. So Rahuna Rabbi Yitzhak, Rahuna and Rabbi Yitzhak argued, Chadamar Shabbat Goremet. One says we make the determination based on the status at, when Shabbos starts. Therefore, if there were three people and one died, uh, they remain permitted. Whereas if there were two people and they enclosed too much, even if another person comes on Shabbos, it's, they're still prohibited to carry. The Chadamar Durin Gormin, and the other one says, no, you always look at the number of people. So if there were three and one dies, now you have too much space enclosed. And if there were two and one comes, now you have the right, right amount of space enclosed. The Gemara says, Tistayim Shabbat Let us conclude that it's Rav Huna who says Shabbos determines rather than the number of people determines. Shabbos determines means we look at the status when Shabbos starts and that's what determines. To Amar Rava, because Rava said, I asked Rav Huna and I asked Rav Yehuda. And it's not a question, how could he ask two people? He was asking to learn, presumably, not asking a practical shaila. He was asking to learn. If you have two chatseros next to each other, let's say two enclosed backyards in, in our situation, you know, in, in what terms we're familiar with, and they have an opening between them, they have a fence between them, but they have an opening in the fence, benistam hapetach, and the uh, and the opening became closed. The wall, part of the wall, collapsed in such a way that it's still a kosher wall, and it filled up the opening on Shabbos. Or derechachalon, or they made an eruv together, and that and it was that opening that they had used relied on to make an eruv between their two chatzeros or between their two backyards. Derech Halon, if they had made an Eruv through a window in the wall between their two Chatseros, Vistama Halon, and the window closed, became closed on Shabbos. Mahu, what's the din? In other words, there may be many openings between these two Chatseros through which you could hand somebody something small, but in order to be allowed to make an Eruv, 
they have to have an opening that qualifies as an opening. That is, it has to be four tefachim wide. So if they had only one opening, which was four tefachim wide, and they made an Eruv together, and it, be, and it closed up on Shabbos, that opening, whether it was a window or a door, closed up on Shabbos, and now, although there are openings, but there's no qualifying opening. That's four tefachim wide. So what's halacha? Can they continue to handle to pass things from one chutzner to the other on Shabbos? And he told me, Shabbat that when Shabbos is permitted, it's permitted. In other words, if the opening would become sealed on Shabbos, as long as it existed when Shabbos started, it's permitted. So this is a conclusion. This, that it was Rahuna who said, you go by when Shabbos started, not by how many people there are in the Chatzar right now, in the, in the enclosure right now. Let us say that Rahuna and Rabbi Yitzchak are arguing regarding a machlokas of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda. And as I mentioned before, uh, Rabbi Yossi is a different person than Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda. This is Rabbi Yossi, the colleague of Rabbi Yehuda. Zitznan, we'll learn in a Mishnah much later in the Masechet, Chatzer Shnifratzam Yishtevuchotea, the Chatzer broke open on two sides, the Chench Bai Shnifratz Yishtevuchotav, or a house broke open on two sides, the Chem Avoy Shnifratzam Yishtevuchotav, or if a Mavoy had its Korah, or its lechi, taken away on Shabbos, that is, the house broke open on Shabbos, or the chatzar broke open on Shabbos, mutarim lotas Shabbat, you are permitted permitted to continue to carry on that Shabbos, vasrim latilavo, but they are prohibited for the future. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, these are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, imutarim lotas Shabbat, mutarim latilavo, if it's a good enclosure for that Shabbos, it's a good enclosure for forever. The Masrim Latilavon, if it's not a good enclosure forever, Masrim Latashabat, it's not a good enclosure for that Shabbos either. And the Gemara there says that Rabbi Yossi is coming to be Machmir. He's, he's saying rhetorically, it's not a good Mechitza. It's not a good Mechitza next week, it's not a good Mechitza this week either. So, Lema Ravuna Damak Rabbi Huda. So, let us say that Ravuna, who said that you determine the adequacy of a Mechitza, based on when Shabbos starts, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, that if it was a machitza when Shabbos starts, it's a machitza for that Shabbos. Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yitzchak who says that you do not determine it based on when Shabbos starts, you look at that moment, does the enclosure have the right number of people in it? Damar Rabbi Yossi, he holds like Rabbi Yossi, that the, the adequacy of a machitza is determined at a particular moment, at moment by moment, not when Shabbos starts. Amalacha Ravuna, Ravuna would say to you, no, Anna da Amri Afilu Rabiosi. I could be even like Rabiosi. Ad kan lo kam Rabiosi hatam. Rabiosi was only machmir by the case of a chatzar or a house or that whose wall fell down or a mavoy whose korah was taken away. Ella de leit nehu because there are no longer mechitzot. Acha eat nehu But in my case, the walls are still there. The question is, do we need the people to be there all of Shabbos? But the enclosure that the, that this caravan made or these travelers made is still there. And Rabbi Yossi would agree. 
Rabbi Yitzhak Amar and Rabbi Yitzhak could say, Anad Amri Rabbi Huda. My opinion that you look at the number of people, not at the status when Shabbos started, could be even like Rabbi Yehuda. Why did Rabbi Yehuda say that if the Korah of a Mavoy is taken away on Shabbos that you can continue to carry? Because the people are still there. But in my case, where they made an enclosure for three people and one of them died, there are no longer people there, no longer the right number of people there. And Rabbi Yehuda would agree with me. Back in our Mishnah, we seemingly had four opinions. We said that Rabbi Yehuda permitted this inferior enclosure only for a caravan. The Chachamim said it's not just for a caravan. We only mentioned a caravan because that's a common situation. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Huda said an inferior mechitza is never a mechitza. And the Chachamim say uh, either or, either vertical or horizontal makes a mechitza. So the Gemara asks, That's the same as a Tanakama. They both permit an inferior mechitza. The Gemara says, and they both permit an inferior mechitza, not just for a caravan. So the answer is, The difference between them is an individual at home. In other words, not like when I read the Mishnah, I don't know if you remember how I translated it, uh, but I, the, uh, the, Rabbi Huda says it's for a caravan, and the Chachamim said you could even do it at home. Now the Gemara is saying no. When the Chachamim said not just for a caravan, they meant even for an individual traveler. And then, but an individual at home, no. And then in the Seifa, where Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Huda says that it's not a machitza at all, an inferior machitza is not a machitza at all, and the Chachamim say yes, an inferior machitza is a machitza. The, there, the Chachami meant even at home. So there are really four opinions. Rabbi Huda says only for a caravan. The, the first Chachamim say no, even for an individual traveler. Rabbi Yossi, say, Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Huda says not at all. And the second Chachamim say even an individual at home. You could have an inferior mechitza for a caravan, an individual who's traveling, or even an individual at home. Mishnah. There are four things that from which soldiers are exempt. Soldiers who are in a camp away from home are exempt. First, they can bring firewood from anywhere, even stealing. And they are exempt from Nitilas Yadayim. Umidmai and they're permitted to eat demai. Demai is produce of an Amaaretz that we're not sure whether, from which we're not sure whether Maser was taken or not. So ordinarily you have to take Maser, but soldiers can be lenient about that because most Amaaretz do take Maser. So it's really a, uh, a, a weak suffake, a weak doubt, and therefore they can be lenient. Umila Arev, and they are exempt from making an Eruv, that is, if the soldiers have two adjacent camps with an opening between them, 
they can carry from one camp into the other camp without the necessity of setting aside a piece of bread as an Eru. Mara. An encampment of soldiers going out for a Mohamed Rashus, an optional war, Rashi says any war after the time of Yoshua is an optional war, and that is a discussion that when we get to Masachah Sanhedrin, we can have further what is an optional war versus a Mohamed Mitzvah, a mandatory war. But Rashi here defines it as any war after the days of Yeshua. They are permitted to steal dry wood. Rabbi Huda ben Tema says they can also camp wherever they want, and wherever they die, they are buried. Mara now discusses this b'risa. They're permitted to steal dry wood. What do you mean soldiers are permitted to steal dry wood? There were ten decrees that Yoshua made when the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael. And one of them is that you can collect wood in somebody else's property. As we learned in Abraisa, there were ten conditions on which Yoshua gave out the land. And one of them is Yumar'in Bachorshin, that you can graze your animals in somebody else's forest. and you can go into someone else's field and gather firewood. The, the entire list is found in Masachah Babakama. Those are two of them. Now, what do you mean soldiers can steal wood? Anybody can steal wood. It's not stealing. Our answer is Hatan The decree of Yoshua was regarding twigs and our Brisa, our Mishnah, is talking about any kind of wood. Soldiers can take any kind of wood. Individuals can only take twigs. Inami, alternatively, Soldiers are allowed to take... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, anybody else is allowed to go in and take wood that was not cut, and soldiers are allowed to take wood even wood that a person cut and piled up for his own firewood, soldiers can take it. Inami, alternatively, hatam belachin hachabibishin. Alternatively, anybody else can take moist wood, which is not yet fit for, for firewood, and soldiers can take even dry wood, which maybe the owner was planning to use it in five minutes, because it's now fit for firewood. Rabbi Huda ben Omer, the Brisa continues, Rabbi Huda ben says, they can camp anywhere, and where they die, they are buried. Pshita, that's obvious. Meit mitzvah soldier who's killed in battle, is a meis mitzvah, seemingly. And another one of the ten decrees of Yoshua is that a meis mitzvah acquires his place. That's what he's buried where he dies. So our answer is, no, the difference is, even if he has, I'm sorry, Kovrin, even if he has people to bury him, and Rashi says, who are people to bury him? His heirs, his family. In other words, a soldier is buried where he dies, even if his family is there. Whereas someone else who is found in the road is only buried there if he has no family to bury him. 
that's Rashi's explanation. There are other explanations of what it means to have someone to bury him or not. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa, Ezu made mitzvah kol she'en lo kovrim. Who is a mes mitzvah? Someone who has no, no one to bury him. Korei, you call out, vachirim onim, oto, and others answer, ein zem mate mitzvah. And he's not a mes mitzvah. Again, according to Rashi, it means that if you would call out and no relatives would answer, doesn't mean stand in the street and scream. It means if you would go looking for relatives and not find any, that is a mes mitzvah. Uh, and if if you would find relatives, it's not a mes mitzvah. As I said, there are others who learn differently, and this also is really a sugya in Yavamos. There are others who learn literally. It means if you call and, and no one answers. There was a time, briefly, when I was the dispatcher for the Hebra Kadisha, and I remember having a discussion with Rabbi Winters at Sal about the possibility of not finding people to do a tahara, and he said, well, then it'll be a mes mitzvah, and you'll do it yourself. I'm a Kohen. I can't do a tahara. Uh, and he said that if you can't find people, it'll be a mes mitzvah, and, and you'll do it yourself. And I replied, maybe a little disrespectfully, uh, but I said, well, not that won't happen, because I'll call you, and you'll do it, because uh, he wasn't a Kohen. But uh, anyway, that, that's, but that's not like Rashi. According to Rashi, it, it depends on whether there are relatives. Umar asks, Umayt mitzvah kanam komo? Is a mes mitzvah really kone his place? Ba'atanya, we learned in Brisa, hamotzi meit mutal b'sartia, mifanei uli amin asartia uli asmal asartia. If you find a mes lying in the street, you move him to the right or to the left. Sadei bor, stay near. If you find him on the boundary of an unplowed field and a plowed field, you move him to the unplowed field. Stay near or stay zera. If you find him on the boundary of a plowed field and a planted field, stay near. You move him to the plowed, unplanted field. If they were both plowed but unplanted, or they were both planted, or or they were both unplowed, you move him wherever you want. Sounds, in all of those cases, like you can move him. Amravibi, Rabibi said, Haha, here, in that price, we're talking about a mace who is on the boundary. Rashi explains it means from boundary to boundary, he's blocking the road uh, entirely. He's lying perpendicular to the road, and if you would bury him where you find him, no Kohen could ever use that road. And therefore, you have to move him. And since you have to move him, you move him to whichever side you want. But otherwise, a mace mitzvah is buried exactly where he's found, and he's not moved at all. We said that soldiers are exempt from this refers only to washing for bread. But to wash after the meal is an obligation and they are not exempt. Why did the Chachamim say that Mayim Rachonim is an obligation? Because in any salt, there is some amount of Melech Stomit which can blind a person if it gets in his eyes. Amar Abaye, 
Avaya said, in a kur, a large measure of salt, you'll find a kurit, which is a small measure of melech stomit. In other words, not that somebody is bringing melech stomit to the table, but that mixed in with any salt, there is melech stomit. Amrlei Rav Acha Brei Derava Leravashi Rav Acha Brei Derava Sedravashi Kayel Milchamai. What if you didn't have a meal? You just measured salt. Do you have to wash your hands? Amrlei Ha Lomibaya. He said that's not a question. Rashi has a different girsa. Rashi says Kol Certainly, you have to. It's not a question. You have to wash your hands after measuring salt. Umi Dmai, and soldiers are exempt from Dmai, Ditzanan, as we learn in Mishnah, in Dmai. Machilim Ataniyim Dmai, you can feed Dmai to poor people. Betach Sanya Dmai, you can feed Dmai to soldiers who are quartered in your house, even Jewish soldiers. Amr Ravuna, Ravuna said, Tana Bechamay Umim, Ein Machilim Ataniyim Dmai, Betach Sanya Dmai, we learn the Brisa Bechamay says, you may not feed poor people and soldiers Dmai. Ubeitela Umim Machilim Ataniyim, Vesila says, you may feed poor people and soldiers Dmai. Umila Arev, and they are exempt from making a Jiru. Amri Debei Rabiane Loshanu Ela Erubei Chatzirot. They're only exempt from Erubei Chatzirot. And again, we're not saying that they can carry without an enclosure. To make an Erub means to combine your food. So if you have two enclosures with an opening between them and you want to carry from one enclosure to another enclosure, you need an Erov, you need some shared food. That's what they are exempt from. They're not exempt from having an enclosure altogether. The way, that's the way Rashi learns. Aval But an Erov Tchumin, to go more than 2,000 Amos outside of the camp, they would need. We're not talking about in the heat of battle. We're talking about they're camped for Shabbos and they want to go for walks outside the camp. Natani Rebichia, because Rebichia taught a brisa, Lokin al irvet chumin vartura. A person who transgresses eruv chumin gets makos from the Torah. Eruv chumin is a doraisa. Makifla Rabbi Yonatan, Rabbi Yonatan challenged this. Chilokim alav shebet al. Do you get makos for a losa say that that says al says ish al yitzay mikom al yitzay ish mikomo matkif rav achav yakov el meata dichtiv al tifnu el haugot v'lo yidunim. What do you mean? What's your question? Are you saying that if it's if if the Torah says al the word al do not that you don't get makos? What about do not turn to sorcerers? The necromancers who are saying you don't get makos for that. Achanami de Lulaki, you mean you don't get makos for that? What's your question? So our answer is Rabbi Yonatan Hachi Kashalei. This is what Rabbi Yochanan meant. Yonasan, rather. This is what Rabbi Yonasan meant. Lav Shitan Lazarat Mitad Beitin. The Pasuk of Al Yetzei Ishmin Kamo, we learn from there the prohibition of carrying on Shabbos, and for that a person could be high of Misa. And a losa say for which a person could be high of misa, we don't give makos. And it's the same pasuk. 
from which you are learning the prohibition of going outside the Tchum. Does the Pasuk say, do not take out, do not carry? The Pasuk says, don't go out. The primary interpretation of the Pasuk, according to Rabbi Chia, is regarding Tchum, not regarding carrying. And therefore, we would give Makos based on that Pasuk. Hadran Allah Mavoy. Include the first parak. We'll start the Mishnah. The second parak. Osim Kasim Libiraat. You are permitted to make boards around a well. Arbaa Dumadin Nirin Kashmone. Four two part boards which look like eight boards. As I mentioned the other day, the word du is I said in very bad pronunciation, like French or Latin, it means two. So in, in Aramaic also, or maybe this is Greek, whatever language it is, it's two times four, which looks like eight. You put them at the corners. Divir Rabbi Yehuda. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. And Rabbi Meir Omer Shmonanirim Kishnemasar. Rabbi Yehuda says you need eight boards that look like twelve. In other words, uh, eight boards at the four corners and in between each bracket, so to speak, each corner bracket, you have another board, so there are a total of 12, or a total of 8 that look like 12. Arba'ad yumadin, four corner pieces, arba'ad shutin, and four straight ones. Rovhan asrat vachim, their height is 10 vachim, rovhan shisha, and their width is 6, rovyam kolshu, and their thickness is any amount. And in between them, there's a maximum space of, uh, of three pairs of cattle, which is, we'll learn is ten amos. And Rabbi Huda says four pairs of cattle. Tied together and not Three. In other words, they're closer together, the cattle. And the pairs are measured alternating. They take up less space when they're tied together and less space when they're alternating because their heads are narrower than their hind parts. You can bring your animal to drink and bring your animal close to the well to drink as long as the majority of your animal, its head, and the majority of its body are inside the enclosures, and then it can drink. And you could, you could make the opening bigger, I'm sorry, you could make the enclosure bigger as long as you have more boards so that the space between them is never more than the permitted number of cows. As we'll see later, it's 10 Amos according to Rabbi Meir and 13 and the third according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Ad Beit Satayim. Rabbi Yehuda says the maximum enclosure is a Beit Satayim, 5,000 square Amos. Amrulo, the Chachamit, said to him, Lo Amru Beit Satayim, Elo Ligina, Ulukarpeif. The shear of 5,000 square Amos of Beit Satayim was only said regarding a garden and a carpef, a storage yard, uh, and which we'll talk about at length later. 
אבל אם היה דיר או שר או מוקצר או חצר, אפילו בית חמישה קורין, אפילו בית עשרה קורין. But if it is an enclosure for sheep, or uh, an enclosure where you keep your wood that you're going to use, uh, or an enclosure, or a deer is, is an enclosure for animals in the field, and a sahar is an enclosure for animals in the city, uh, or a mutzeh is your backyard where you, where you keep your wood, your firewood, uh, or a chatzer is in front of the houses, then it can be even I think, five kurim, even ten kurim, a kur is 30 seya, so five kurim is 150 seya, ten kurim is 300 seya, mutar. In other words, there's low, no limit to an enclosure of any kind other than a gina in karpeif, according to Chachamim. Mutar lechi kosho govat pasim, and you can distance as far as you want, as long as you have, you add boards, so that the enclosure is never, so that the space between the boards is never more than the 10 almost according to Rabbi Meir, or 13 and a third according to Rabbi Yehuda. You're right, I translated it wrong. It's not three pairs, it's two teams of three or two teams of four. It's still six oxen versus eight oxen, but you're right, I, I translated that incorrectly. Have a good day.